0: And the, this one had like the new car smell. They kept talking oh, yeah. about that. Like, <laughs> like it just was so fresh and clean. And like, you know, it's kind of the equivalent of going into like a building that's, you know, like all glass and metal. It's like super. It, cool. it
1: was fresh and clean until it got to the ISS because yeah. I can't imagine the scents no. on that are all that fresh and clean. No. no.
0: Welcome back to Eclipse On Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We're back with you for episode thirty-three here in the month of June. Woo! Yeehaw! Summer's here. It pretty much we feel. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. It's here. It's here. It took a. It's while. been hot.
1: Actually, Tuesday's supposed to be like ninety-four.
0: I heard that. Yeah. It's uh, the weather has been on a big upturn, and. Um, Things have been improved it's with the state's out. COVID it's status, so we're feeling like we're on the upswing for sure. I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, as far as that's concerned, yeah, we've uh, we've been released from our our uh, house arrests,
2: so that's good. Um, you know, getting out and doing some bike riding, and of course we were doing some bike riding while it was all going on, but it's good to get out finally in some some warm weather. Get a, get a nice tan going. We went for a nice little uh, long ride uh, over Memorial Weekend and broke in the new kit yep so that was good
1: 40 miles of headwind out 40 to the miles lake. of
0: headwind yeah and the yep. uh yeah it, it 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 holds up well and it's comfortable after the two plus hours um no issues no chafing that's the worst yeah you know, the crotchal region you yeah. get the chafing going on
2: and you you get you know i didn't have an, sa- any saddle sores or anything like that that's well, always that's good. good and you know but we
0: got a nice chamois so we did I'm glad we we paid for the upgrade on that. It's Yeah, it is uh, the most comfortable that I've worn. Um, Not that I... The sample size of kits that I've worn in my cycling lifetime is not nearly what your guys' is, but I feel like of the kits that I've worn, everything about the chamois is the best so far. We done good.
2: Done good, and the jersey's nice and lightweight, so if you are out and you're in the Midwest or wherever you are, um, and it's humid or really hot it's it's a really lightweight kit so the yeah. jersey is so it was really good to, and the shammy is too but it was definitely you know very welcomed uh you know material
1: when yep. you're
0: in that kind
2: of heat you know yeah you so, don't want something heavy on you no
1: yeah
0: very lightweight and and like we said last time in episode 32 it was our first step into kind of the physical creation of of swag you know the kit um being the first thing and we have plans to, to make some hats and T-shirts, maybe some hoodies. I had a little and meeting
1: last night about it, actually. Yeah, we, we sure did. We Went actually some wrote samples, wrote, wrote some stuff ideas. down on the, uh, on a piece of
0: paper. That's how you know it's happening. Yeah. And um, so we'll you know stay tuned for that. Um, we're hoping that we can link that up with our our website and have that available to people that want it um, to kind of just continue to spread the word of the Eclipse on Tap podcast. Um, and we think it's a cool logo, and it'll make for some cool looking hats and sweatshirts and stuff so so stay tuned there the kit was kind of step one and then we'll continue to evolve yeah Yeah,
2: there might even be some some kit available for y'all who uh like to get out and do some bike riding or stuff like that but yep you know we
1: we don't want to let the cat out of the bag quite yet but we've got a a real good idea for version 2.0
0: oh yeah. yeah yeah there's there's some uh some real good ideas up our sleeve as far as you know potentially like like you said david producing a, a <coughs> second round of kit for um for because we've gotten a lot of good feedback on the kit that we are wearing now um and, and <laughs> so i not so positive. <laughs> <laughs> positive no names mentioned yeah. positive for people that um, are fans of the podcast for yes. what it truly yes. is um and and folks have reached out and so we're likely to do a second run there and then like nathan said to you some ideas of parsley for some alternate designs and things um the home and away jersey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great... Yeah. yeah.
0: And I... W- yeah. Last night when we were talking about it, I got pretty geeked. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It'd be like uh, back in the... You know, back in the day when
2: you had the white kit for the, the home in the NHL. And then... Yeah. Uh, I guess they still do that now. But, you know, the solid colors are home. Yeah. White's away. But, you know... Yeah. Well, you get what I'm trying to say. You know, yeah. it's just kind of... Shirts like, versus skins. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That, it, it'll be it'll be really cool uh you know we're like we're talking about what we're gonna do and kind of brainstorming at the moment but as soon as that's ready to go i think it'll be really cool and hopefully people will want some of that stuff so yeah well and even if they don't i like it yeah (laughs) like it's just fun to have like our own thing that
1: we've designed that that is ours that i mean we've all had cool kits in the past but it's usually the product of somebody else this is all us
0: yep yeah yeah and i think that's um you know, in, in stepping into the hats and sweatshirts and stuff too, like you said, it, even if no one wants it, except for us, we we think it's cool, and um, and that's that's why we're doing it in the first place is because we think it's cool and it's something we're passionate about. It's not like a, a money grab. So it's exciting. Um, when we are listing out some things, it feels like it's uh, becoming a reality. Yeah, totality mm. is becoming a reality. Ooh, it's, uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> it's
2: our own homegrown. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Yeah. Foreshadowing,
0: so, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do we got here, Matt? Well, so yeah, the Ecliptic Brewing, uh, one of our partners on the kit. We've talked about them a lot. Uh, great friends of ours. They've sent us a lot of um, tasty beers throughout the uh, the time. We've we've known them for over over a year now. Uh, it was February of 2019 when we did the interview with John Harris, and they've uh, graciously sent us three beers for uh, their kind of early, I would say early summer series, uh, late spring, early summer transition. Um, And we'll kind of sample those throughout the podcast, maybe do one during this first half, one during the break or something, and then one at the end. But this is, um, it's it's a collaboration that they did last year, the Cosmic Collaboration series. We actually featured one when they featured a collab with Bells uh, in our backyard, which right. was really cool. And this one, I believe, is is it Ruse? Yep. R- yeah, Ruse Brewing. R U S E. And I don't, uh, forgive me, I don't know a lot about Ruse, but um, the cl- Cosmic Collaboration designed for Look 2020 up, is the coolest Ruse. can ever. Um, the Vega series of IPA, which we featured not on a podcast, um, it was when the quarantine sw- situation was uh, definitely a bit more strict, so we couldn't do. A March episode, but they sent us one in March and it was actually I didn't realize it was her first sixteen ounce can ever, that Vega one. Oh right. Really? So they yeah, they they are diving into the sixteen ounce can game. <laughs> Daddy so, wants more. So for for cosmic collaboration, and last year it was in a bottle. This year they're doing cans and the label, if you want to hold that up, Nathan, is the it literally is the best label you've ever seen on a on a can of beer.
1: Two astronauts with a big old Pilsner glass.
0: Oh, it's so good. And so this first collaboration for the year 2020 is, again, with Ruse, and it's an Italian-style pilsner. Let me give and, you the rundown here. Yeah,
1: Brewed with our friends at Ruse Brewing, this Italian-style pilsner is generously dry-hopped with all German hops, including Polaris, Saffer, and
0: Hallertau? Hallertau Blanc. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we were trying to figure out maybe before we opened it what Italian-style pilsner meant, and I think, Nathan, you said kind of maybe like a... Peroni, Peroni, type? yeah, like an Italian style beer, so probably light, lightly hopped and um, crisp, crisp and delicious. Yeah, should we give it a so crack? Ruse's, uh, yep.
2: yeah, Ruse is in Portland too. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're, uh, yeah, definitely that would make sense if they're uh, friends of uh, Ecliptic there.
0: But yeah, kicking off the collaboration series strong yeah. with uh, a local collab. So thank you so much Ecliptic as always. We love Um, you. Big shout out to John Harris of course and then and then a shout out to Colette Becker the marketing manager. Um, She's the one that you know sends us these these beers uh, so graciously and and always gives us a little rundown um, a little paper that kind of describes what they're up to. Um, That's kind of why I uh, was you know hinting at this this being their late spring early summer series. They do things kind of in seasonal runs and um This is their next batch. So, so cheers. Let's give it a give it a taste. Definitely light in color, like a pilsner. Yeah, I like it.
2: This uh this this label is is just too good. I love that label.
0: It's the best. Oh yeah, very good.
2: Yeah,
1: very good. I like it. That's an all day drink. Super
0: crisp. Um, I can knock back a few of those. Yeah. Uh, almost has uh like the hops have a bit of a citrusy flavor, like a lemony crispness. Yeah, it's
1: almost kind of like a brute. Like
2: yeah. Yeah. Real crisp, clean. Yeah. It's, yeah, no uh, no complaints here. It's good. No.
0: Delicious. Um, yeah. G- top me off. Fill it so up again. So um,
2: Rude, okay. So, Ruse is um, inspired by Portland's creative community and culture. Uh, and then they say, they go on to say, we brew small batch, flavorful, and thoughtfully crafted beers. We work with local artists and musicians to design beers paired with their art. For concept events and beer releases, interesting, yeah. nice. So.
0: Yeah, we'll do a little close up in the camera over the break or something uh, with that can for those that um, you want to see close up. Because it is, I, I love Ecliptic for their uh, their efforts that they put into the can design, and we've talked about that so much before. Not to get down a rabbit hole, but in the market or in the brewing world where things are so saturated. Um, you really have to stand out on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, a lot yeah. of breweries, most breweries that are, are are able to distribute their beer, you can bet most often are going to be good. They're going to taste good. So for them to set this off, you know, of course, Space Themed is what drew our attention to them in the first place. And the friendship partnership we've built with them over the last year has been just the best, super, uh, super great people. So if you're in the Pacific Northwest, um, get over there. Uh, I I'm disappointed that i won't be able to go this year i had a wedding in portland that was canceled due to the COVID 19 pandemic but it's rescheduled for next summer so i'm highly looking forward to getting to um getting to meet john harris and and colette in person and you know giving them a big thanks for all that they do pick me up some swag while you're out there too Mm -hmm. me too come (laughs) come with us
2: tag along yeah
0: no i should i'll just while you
2: guys are at the wedding i'll just hang out at ecliptic the whole time there you go Yeah. yeah Just hang out. Pick
0: me up at closing
2: time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You they guys do, don't mind if I just hang here, do you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they do have a, uh, obviously, we'll feature their, their other the other two beers that they sent us um, as we go, and those have equally as cool cans, and then um, all their swag is, is cool, too. Like, the, all the shirts on their side are just, every one is something I'd love to own. Um, yeah. Have
1: to do a little shopping at the break.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe. We can do that.
0: Yeah, give them a little shout out to their shop on the Instagram and um yeah, and yeah th- They, I think that that's one of those things that it's a unique partnership given that they're so far away from us, but it doesn't um affect any anything with the relationship as far as um, you know, we're long distance. We're a long distance <laughs> relationship, yeah. yeah. But but it's uh it's something that, you know, if if and if and when they ever start distributing to Michigan, you know, we'll have uh a a group of people that we've shared their their mission and in, in their beer with uh, that can kind of get the ground running with that. So looking forward to um, continued um, beers with them and I can't wait to, to get out there in person. So
1: absolutely. That's one part of the country I've never been company. Oregon. Well, I guess I've been go to, to the region Seattle yeah. uh, cause the company I work for is out there, but um, never been to Portland, never been to Oregon.
0: Yeah. It's something somewhere I'd, I'm really looking for, forward to going. My, my good friend, Adam, uh, who's the one that introduced us to the, so the brewery um shout out to him he he's got a kit so he's rocking the eclipse on tap kit in portland so if you're in the portland area and you see him rocking it that's who who he is say hi
2: he's legit yeah. give him a give him a friendly honk if yep. you see him friendly yep yep i've been out to uh to bend oregon a few times and then um i think i've actually been in portland too but it's a definitely a, a beer state oregon so it's you know oh, yeah. they were um you know like bend i think i think they were um like a one of the beer cities for a while or something like that yeah. but they're um that's their big thing is craft beer um but it beautiful part of the country for sure if and you ever get a chance to go i remember john
0: harris saying that um he's always been very uh linked to, to brewing in, brewing in, in oregon he was one of the he was one of the founding brewers at deschutes which is the biggest right. brewery in oregon and, um, he, I remember him telling us on the podcast that there were, I think, seven other breweries in the, like the block, like, like this, like the city center that they're in for ecliptic. So it's, it's, um, sounds like heaven. Yeah. And, and the cool thing too is, I mean, clearly with this collaboration, it, it seems like, of course, there's always gonna be some natural competition, but there's a very, very much a collaborative spirit in that town from what I can gather, um, that they, they all kind of have their little niche. Yeah, ecliptics the whole got the whole space thing going ruse clearly is kind of more event based or things like that so um yeah neat stuff yeah and then uh, while we're on the topic of partners we got another uh, yeah. Floyd's shout out yeah we got another uh, care package from our friends at Floyd's of Leadville um, and Did it, we it, ever this is a
2: yeah very generous uh, care package from them um this is a relationship that kind of started um a few months ago really um but they were generous enough to come on board and they want to be a part of the podcast and we'll probably eventually have them on the podcast but they sent us a nice care package with some fruit punch hydration fuel um and then some some sports cream as well um
0: transdermal
2: yeah so this is a you know basically just a recovery cream that you'd put apply to your legs you know not specifically for really anything um, you don't have to be an athlete to really use it. You can, you know, it's sort of meant for that if you're a runner or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, but it's, um, meant to kind of, you know, uh, I guess, um, you know, promote recovery and all that kind of stuff and kind of eliminate the pain. Um, you know, the kind of the motto is, uh, you know, get away from the pain, that kind of thing. So, um, that, that's one of the things we got. And then we also got some coffee, um, stage 17 coffee dark roast the stuff is phenomenal if you smell this stuff oh my gosh it's like immediately in the morning first thing in the morning it's like nothing you've ever smelled it's so good and it's got 500 milligrams of CBD per yep. bag so it's good yeah, i yeah. like it a lot very tasty nom, 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 nom. very right. tasty stuff but all the stuff they've sent us so far we love um the CBD soft gels are really good for recovery as well they they're good for sleeping too yep pop one of those before bed it's it's you know one of the best nights of sleep you ever get but um, relax and recover. And one of the Go best things,
0: some. uh, you know, about Floyd's too, is, you know, you're, you're getting the highest quality, uh, not only ingredients for the hydration fuel, organic ingredients and things, but also the highest quality CBD infusions. So, um, it, it is top notch stuff as far as, um, whether it's recovery or active hydration, or even now they have the coffee. So yep. to, to really hit all, they, they check all the boxes for, yep. for nutrition and recovery. So give them a, g- check them out on yep. uh, their instagram and and uh, their website dot yep um
2: i think yeah overall it's it's they take really good care of I, I think the whole process as far as you know all the products that they use in there um in their supplements and in their you know recovery fuel or hydration fuel anything like that it's all that it's high quality stuff that they're putting in there and they're they they're always using you know testing it and making sure it's you know nothing that's You know going to be uh you know garbage i guess if for lack of a better term but they uh they definitely i think this is the probably the best stuff you can buy if you're looking to get into you know trying some of that uh cbd for recovery or sleep or whatever it is you know stress reduction that kind of thing that's that's kind of the main thing you know especially if we're going out and we're doing a 40 mile ride you know out to lake michigan you know use some of the cream after the ride or you know whatever whatever you're interested in trying out but There's plenty, plenty more on their website than what we have here. But, um, you know, this is, this, the stuff that we wanted to try out and we'll be, we've been using some of the hydration fuel. That's pretty good. Um, as you know, it's light on the stomach. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, an upset stomach while you're riding. That's kind of good. That's always a good thing. So, um, and then the coffee is, I think that's my favorite so far, but
0: yeah, big shout out to them. Thank you guys. (laughs) Another great partner of ours. So Cheers to Ecliptic! Cheers to Floyd's, Floyd's uh, of Leadville. Of course, is in Leadville, Colorado. Uh, if if uh, if you're not familiar with the brand, so uh, but but distributed nationwide in, in places like Fresh Time Market. Yeah. I know they have a, a wide selection of a lot of the items we've spoken on. So, yeah, big cheers to them. We uh, we love having friends like this, Floyd's Ecliptic, and and of course many others. And they're on the jersey too. So yeah. indeed, right in the yeah. back, right in the center of the back. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things, I think, you know, stepping into episode 33 here, we are really excited about what we have going on and what is to come. And of course, all of that is a lot of that excitement, too, for for many people in the country um, that aren't even enthusiasts of space or astronomy. We're really involved in the space news um, kind of world within this month because of the of course, the manned launch that SpaceX sent—what uh, was that, last Sunday or sorry, last Saturday? So last Saturday. So yeah. um, we could go to, we could go today. Yep, we could go to today. So, so an absolutely flawless launch so far. Of course, the mission is far from done, given that the uh, the two astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Benkin are on the ISS for 120 days, and then they will uh, depart on their reentry. Of course, that's a very crucial part of the mission too. But uh, as far as how things have gone thus far. Everything has been to perfection uh, for SpaceX on the first private space vehicle with NASA astronauts, an absolutely historic event and something that brought a lot of people, a lot of people's interest and eyes on that on that day a week ago. Yeah, Yeah. it it
1: was it was kind of surprising to, like, check the news feeds and, and see people worldwide that were talking about it. Oh yeah, you know it, yeah. Was, it was much more than just a U.S. you know excitement about it.
0: It was worldwide headline news. Yeah, yep. and um, really a kind of a special day. Something that you know in the future we'll we'll definitely uh, be down for a manned launch, but it would have been great to see that one. I know our good friend Brady Keniston, uh, former podcast interviewee, is a space launch photographer that was down there. Extremely jealous of him. He was uh, he was within three miles of the. Um, of the launch pad uh, with his press credentials. I know it sounds like a far away, you know, you're three miles, but that's about as close as you could possibly get. I was going to say, that's probably the best vantage point, too, just as far as like... There's a bridge. Um, I can't... He's... If you go back, I think it was episode nine. If you're interested in understanding like how these photographers take such amazing photos and how they use remote photography and all these sorts of crazy tools, episode nine is when we talked to him, but he. there's a bridge I remember him describing. There's two places that if you have press credentials... Um, the main one's the bridge, and then on occasion they let people up on top of the VAB, the Vehicle Assembly Building. And he he was on top for that for Falcon Heavy. Yeah. Um, so he, but he was on the bridge uh, th- about three miles away and uh, took some f- magnificent photos. I reached out to him, um, uh, you know, as far as purchasing those types of photos for digital prints and things like that, and uh, waiting. I know he's probably very busy yeah. with a lot of requests, but yeah, but yeah, jealous of, <laughs> of his. Uh, being able to witness that in per- person cuz it was just flawless. I mean, of yeah. course, scrubbed the first time due to weather, but um yeah, second time was perfect. I Ooh. think
2: yeah, it was good to just see, you know, us finally um, you know, launch from pad 39A again. I think with people in with it, people, you know. Yep. And I think it was I think it's just a a foreshadowing of what's to come, you know, with uh, Starship and all that kind of stuff, but um just the fact that we have our own means to get uh, astronauts up to the space station. And um, I think that's, it's a huge, huge step. Like it's, it's kind of the revival of manned missions again, I think in the U S you know, yeah. So. It's
1: from a pure aesthetics standpoint too. it It's like a modern day rocket. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the old ones are like a tin can with a rocket below it. This thing looked badass yeah. going up. I mean, yeah. it, it looked like a, a product of the future and it was just yeah.
2: smooth too oh yeah so smooth like, you know what i don't know mean like you uh you just watch i mean i'm sure it wasn't that smooth of a ride if you're in the rocket but you know, you know they're hauling the mail but you know
1: i actually read an article about that they were talking about it being a much rougher launch than like the shuttle launches which kind of makes sense because it's a rocket versus like you know the shuttle is a rocket but it's got you know the the wings and things like that, you would think that that's going to be more stable. I don't... I'm no uh, astrophysicist. I'm guessing,
0: too, part of it is the fact that at least for the initial part of the shuttle launch, the solid rocket boosters are, of course, providing most of the thrust, and they're not directly attached to, like, where the guys are sitting in for the shuttle, whereas this, like, you're literally sitting, of course, much higher, but you're, like, in direct line with the Merlin engines of the Falcon 9 that are just, like insane and and, but what one of the things that you notice when you watch the launches for any Falcon nine or Falcon Heavy for that matter, most of the the recent SpaceX launches is that you in comparison to something like a Saturn five, and we I think we talked about this when we watched it, the second they count you know, they're counting it down T minus five, four, three, two, one, and then it's almost just like instantaneous thrust. The thing just goes Immediately, yeah, It doesn't have to like build yeah. momentum. Saturn 5 it's, just, no. it's like it kind of has that thing where it like you see the lo- you see like the exhaust plume out, and then it kind of like sucks back in, and there's just this big like, which is amazing. I mean, you watch that engineering footage of the Saturn V, it's like the coolest stuff ever. Yeah. But it kind of like has to sit there on the pad fully going and gimbal and then, yeah. to get it
2: to stay straight. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So this is much as far as like what you're saying, Nathan. Is for like with modern design, I think with in regards to efficiency it, everything is just so efficient yeah with that rocket um whether it's you're talking reusability of the booster of course when it lands um the that's drag, the only thing i was capsule. bummed about
1: that the the footage cut out yeah live feed i, I haven't looked to see if they've posted it they since. did they did, did they, they?
0: they have a there's a ship that was um a couple miles away from the drone ship which of course is unmanned but um they have the footage of it landing so because they
1: had it coming down and then it it cut out momentarily and then all of a sudden they went back to a shot of the drone ship and it was just sitting there of course that
0: was uh talk of uh, a lot of conspiracy theorists were like yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i I have noticed that for the drone uh the drone ship footage because the camera's mounted right on the thing it's like the turbulence of all uh, that shakes it out although and getting ahead of myself here a little bit but the launch that happened really just like a week later, they launched an unmanned Falcon Nine. That one landed in the middle of the ocean at night in pitch dark, and it the feed was on the whole time. Really? Yeah. So no. they, they I don't know if they tried a different camera or a different different setup or something, but um, but yeah, it was like ideal um, footage from the second launch where they launched Starlink. But but as far as the man launch was concerned, the fact that the booster landed. Uh, was just like ice, like a cherry on the top of the cake. It was oh man, yeah, so so cool to see.
2: Everything worked the way it was supposed to, and um, you know, I, even the shots inside of the capsule. I mean, the interior of that capsule is like it's futuristic. Yeah, like oh. it,
1: it's again, it's so far removed from like what we knew of yeah. a rock.
2: I mean, they had like a digital map. On one of the screens in yeah. front yeah. of them, showing them where they were. It's I mean, like that's a Delta, just,
0: Delta flight where yeah. it's like telling you where you're yeah. at. It's really what it was. It's, it's amazing. And um, I remember uh, I was watching a live feed from the ISS, of course, after they had docked. And they've been there for a week now. But they were discussing some of the nuances of the launch. And um, there were two things that, that were really cool. One was they were listening to ACDC on the way up. Really, really, yeah. Mm. In the in the cabin, and um, so that was kind of funny. And then the other thing was that both of them were talking about their experiences from how it was on the shuttle because they both were had been on I think respectively each had been on two sh- shuttle launches, and the, this one had like the new car smell. They kept talking oh, yeah. about <laughs> that, like like it just was so fresh and clean and like. You know, it's kind of the equivalent of going into like a building that's you know like all glass and metal. It's like super. It, it
1: was fresh and clean until it got to the ISS because yeah. I can't imagine the scents no. on that are all that fresh and clean. No, yeah, yeah that thing's a little runny up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: the, well, and then um, the whole um, you know footage of the docking and all that was pretty crazy too. Um, yeah. And just the just the looks of you know the outside of the capsule attached to the ISS. That capsule just doesn't look like it belongs attached to the ISS. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean the ISS is you know, it's it obviously technically you know, technologically advanced, but it's been up there for so long and it's you know, some of its old technology that's sure. up there, I'm I'm sure they've swap some stuff out here and there like yeah. a new new uh but it has a bit of a dated look yeah. compared to this thing like yeah. and yeah. watching
0: it dock like w- how it opens up the nose cone and then it just kind of like is using the little um micro thrust to get it in right in the exact right position it, it really does look it looks like a movie you know yeah. it's um it's and wild it, they were docked the, from the,
1: our, the uh, launch when the um the footage that they had from the tower of mm-hmm. the launch and yeah. as the rockets going up it, it, it almost looks sci-fi like as as it's lifting, you know, it looked like something out of a Apollo thirteen movie, yeah, where yeah. You, you you're watching the you know the shuttle just ascend in front of you, and then you know, then you get down to the bottom of the rocket, and it's just these massive flames coming out. Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, yeah, it, just amazing. I, I'm so glad that they were able to launch on that day, because there was some talk of that, that, because originally it was going to be a uh, Wednesday, that week Wednesday, and then of course scrubbed due to, uh, I think it was not necessarily storms, but lightning dissipation in the area, they didn't want to have the the rocket get struck by lightning, um, which actually happened on, which Apollo, was that Apollo 17? I think it was actually. I know that it was a night launch and it got struck by lightning, yeah, because of course all of that turbulence from the rocket... Um, can create a lot of energy in the area and attract lightning so they scrubbed it but then even talk on saturday of it being scrubbed yeah. like 45 minutes before the launch they were like eh, you know yeah. not really sure and then they started fueling it up and and the best was like i can't imagine being in that rocket and i think it was with uh, i think it's about 45 minutes to go they start fueling it, and they arm the uh, they arm the uh, the the rocket boosters on the dragon. Mm. And the guy they have like the ability if if they needed to even while they're stationary on the pad, if they needed to abort, they can just press a button. Yeah, and, and then they, and then go off the top. Yeah. You imagine
1: yeah. the nerves as you're sitting there. Well, you could cool. see
0: you could see them
2: twiddling with yeah, their hands. Yeah, he was kind of twiddling. Yeah, yeah. they were, I mean, even uh, I think I I just think the fact that it was the first launch four men on that yeah i like i I think i think they were you know it was just a a little bit of uh you know well we don't i mean hopefully this works (laughs) yeah like i mean this is we're the first guinea pigs you know getting sent up on this thing i mean obviously they did a test flight with cargo on that and everything but you know just being the first people uh i guess to experience it i mean i can't imagine you're probably like well you know this is uh extremely high-tech
0: vehicle. I mean, this has been tested multiple times, but yeah, unmanned, of, but you I never trust. Know. You know. And, and uh, you know, as far as, like, NASA having selected, because that's that NASA commercial crew program that was, uh, I think there's 12 or so astronauts, and they picked these two. They couldn't have picked two better guys. If you look at their history, um, Bob Benkin in particular, he's got a Ph.D. in physics. He's flown two space shuttles. He uh, previously was a uh, test pilot, it, for jets like he was uh i think he test test drove the f-22 raptor so these guys had a similar experience where they're like there's this brand new jet we've never flown people in this hop in and try it yeah and so they had a little bit of that but one one thing i kept thinking about too and i'm sure that this was absolutely true was can you imagine how nervous elon was oh my oh Lord. yeah you're like yeah i've got these two two got these two amazing individuals that have Basically,
1: like their life is in yeah. my hands, oh my in the hands of my company. I can't yeah.
0: imagine
2: what he was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I think on the outside he definitely was like, "Oh yeah, no worries. You know, we're ready. We're ready for this." But I think deep down he's probably a little bit like,
0: Ooh, hopefully yeah. this works." Oh, man. You know, yeah, because yeah, for him, you know, it's a lot on the line for him, and it's a huge step in the right direction. Well, it's always been in the right direction for SpaceX. If you look at the history of their company. Everything has just been so progressive, you know, and things are just moving at such a a rapid rate, which is great to see after kind of a lull in the NASA uh, side of things for quite a period of time. And the one thing he was saying, too, is people were people were interviewing him after. And of course, he was elated. He was extremely excited that everything was going to plan. Um, but they were like, you must be so relieved, you know? And he was like, Nope, not yet because there's a big part of this mission yet to go still. Um, yeah. So which, which makes step one, uh, that was, yeah. Step one launch step two. Well, and I I remember him saying too, um, there were, there was an interviewer that I think it was given all of the national attention, worldwide attention. There were some non kind of non space news type organizations covering it that might not know all the nuances of these things, but, they're like, oh, that you must be you must have been so concerned. Like, right when it was T minus zero, the rocket uh launches and like that initial moment. And he was like, no, 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 that that part for me is like I knew I was pretty good. Yeah. the part he was nervous about was the insertion into Earth's orbit. So, when the stage, cause like they say, if you want to get into space, go up, if you want to stay in, in Earth's orbit, you got to go horizontal, parallel with the Earth's surface. Mm-hmm. So, when that stage separated and that rocket is now configured in a horizontal position and just launches launches that stage or uh, lights the stage 2 booster and just full throw you know 15,000 miles an hour in in the curvature of the earth earth's orbit that was what he was yeah i don't think yeah, yeah like as you're he, watching
1: that that speedometer that they've got on the you know the live feed Yep. It's like, all right, we've hit ten thousand miles an hour. All right, we've hit <laughs> fourteen
2: thousand miles yeah, an hour. That's like, crazy. Holy balls. Yeah. Fast. They're hauling the mail. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, they, they've used that second stage obviously already, even with uh,
0: you know, Starman going up. Yep. You know. Because um, he was that was in orbit for I think like almost a full day and then yeah. spit out. Yeah. But
2: still, I mean that's like the the risky one of the risk first risky parts of the whole thing is you know just getting into orbit and then making sure that that rocket actually fires yep. to do that you know um but
0: yeah definitely would make the the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit yeah. if you're in that thing yeah and i couldn't believe too you know you're listening to the commentary there, t i think the orbital insertion was like t plus 9 minutes or so and even up until that point like right before they fully you know successfully had entered the earth's orbit they still had the ability to abort if need be. Yeah. And I just like, I almost like had this sinking stomach feel like that. Like, wow, can you imagine being that far from the launch pad? And yeah. you're just like, you're in space and you're just like, hit, had to hit this button. Now, of course that didn't happen. Thank goodness. But um, I didn't even know that. I was just thinking like. <laughs> There's a big part of me that would panic at that moment. <laughs> just like, give me the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. I had my ride. Yeah, for sure. So. Abort. And then they orbited for, for quite a while. I don't think it was until, I think it was T plus 23 hours from launch when they actually docked. So it was almost a full day um, or 21 hours, something like that. It was that next yeah. morning, um, late morning. So yeah, pretty wild. It was so cool though to see when they had finally orbited, they were able to unstrap for a little bit. They, they were giving like a tour of the capsule. It's just, it was so cool. And I don't think they could have picked two better guys to, to, nah. to test that thing out. Yeah,
1: executed to, to perfection, and as far as what I could tell, anyway.
0: Yep.
2: Yeah, we got a a message from our uh, partners at Floyd's here. Oh yeah. He's, oh yeah. They, uh, I sent him a picture of the set with the the Floyd's on there. So, um, but yeah, he said he said that's thanks for the picture. So yeah, yeah. sweet. But uh, yeah, definitely a. Uh, it's Jake. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jake. Yep. Shout Jake out, Shout out to Jake. So yeah, he uh, he's our. He's our man at Floyd's, and uh, he's been listening to the podcast and all that kind of stuff, but he uh, definitely thought that was cool. I sent him a picture of the whole set and everything, and he just sent a message back and said, glad
0: you like everything. So, Cool. But, yeah, and we I think we've talked about th- this before with uh, the partners that we have, and my most favorite thing about these particular um, groups that we've partnered with is that they're friends. They're friends of mm-hmm. ours. Like, you know, it's good shit yeah it's yeah. and it's, it's, it's all really good yeah. beer it's really like, good it's amazing and, and, recovery, and so. i love the friendship because yeah. um it's so often that you see you know whether it's a podcast or really anything and there's some partners that um the individuals that are actually maybe talking about the product like couldn't give a yeah. shit about it you know yeah. like for us it's they're really friends of ours so yeah that
2: that's that's what uh, i think is important i mean with any you know relationship with uh you know Sponsors or whoever it is, you know, um, it making it a a sponsorship of more of a friendship mm-hmm. than anything, and um, you know, a, a longer term relationship like that. And they're you know, every every single person that w- you know we are in contact with and have you know on the podcast and all that. I mean, they're they've just been so good to us mm-hmm. from just you know a product standpoint, um, and then just also they they share the same passions we do. So yeah, exactly, I mean, that's a that's a big part of it. So
0: it's been but, fun but, but i think i'm my yeah I'm, uh, I'm a my little beer bit. is pretty dry here for dry. that that uh the italian style pilsner there was 10 out of 10 man that is get you some crushable is an adjective i yeah. would use to describe that beer if yeah. i had a case of that i mean it'd be gone <laughs> <laughs> real quick so yeah real
1: quick is it just called italian style pilsner or is there a name I'm not well so a name
0: on it. this is what they did last year too with the cosmic collabs so it'll be like that this will this will be called the cosmic collaboration number no. one okay and it's like that style so the one we had from Bells I think was uh bells and ecliptic did cosmic collaboration number no. five or six it was like one of the later ones in their series okay and that one was a bottle and it was I think a hazy or juicy a juicy IPA so um they just kind of do it by style okay. based on I would assume that the style uh, was maybe something ruse wanted to try and then they brewed it at ecliptic together and yeah off they went Good very stuff. nice fantastic so we'll we'll take a quick break here we'll fill up with our next ecliptic beer um it's it's awesome that we have a few to try not just one it's so gracious of them to send, to send a few so we'll be back with you in a, in just a few minutes for the second half of episode 33 Welcome back from the break, episode 33. We're back in the second half with a couple of new beers, actually, from Ecliptic. Um, graciously, they sent us three. So in the first half, we had the Italian-style Pilsner. Second half, we have uh, like a experimental IPA, they call it, and then also their seasonal juicy IPA. So your guys' pick, Where do, what do we want to start with first? What do you think? Um, do you want to do the, uh, the Sunray? The Sunray? Try sure. uh, Try the Sunray first. Juicy. Right. So that, yeah. um, according to Colette, that is their kind of late spring, early summer seasonal release. That's perfect um, timing. Perfect timing for it. Give that a crack. It released in uh, mid, mid to late May. Um, if you're in Portland, you can get it there at the brewing site on draft or in six packs. This one's a 12 ounce can, so it's in six packs. Thank you. And I'm uh, definitely looking forward to trying this one. Sunray. You'll Sipping this
1: out of my Broadleaf uh, little taster glass.
0: Yeah, another another friend, another partner. You'll have to read the, the side there, David. See what it says. <clears throat> but before that, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to John Harrison Colette. Thank you so much.
2: Ooh. I like that one. Like a summer
0: day. That's very good. It's got a little citrusy orange Man, taste, I love I their beer. And I think... You know how certain breweries have like a distinct flavor. Like you know when you're drinking a brewery Vivant beer, yeah. or you know when you're drinking a Founder, whatever. They have a very distinct um, taste. Like I, I almost know when I'm drinking an Ecliptic one, but they're all so good. I have not had a beer that I have not liked from them. Yeah, yeah. All they, this full
2: spectrum stouts, IPAs, whatever. Yeah, and the, and that the stout that we had too. Like we're we're not really stout guys, but. Man, that was good. I got down on that. Yeah, that was good.
0: Yeah, the suddenest out that one was super good.
2: Yeah. So the uh, Sunray. All right, description here. Sunray shines brightly with notes of tropical fruit and citrus thanks to generous generous additions, excuse me, of Idaho 7 and Brew 1 hops. So I've
0: never heard of those hops. I haven't either. What's the uh, ABV on that bad boy? uh, ABV thirty. Six no six point <laughs> five okay so right in the so right in the sweet but,
2: spot yeah um, yeah it's that good very tasty I've I've never heard of
0: Idaho seven and Brew One hops yeah those sound like but, uh, experimental hops yeah. for sure the one thing I love about this particular can I, I did a little um up close shot for when we do the video but the um, sticker is because it's a seasonal release so it's not a year round like the Starburst IPA that they do year round that's like their mainstay IPA. Um, is just the can but even like if you look underneath the sticker like the actual can has like the star print on it did you yeah. notice that no like no. up at the top like right here like the actual oh, yeah, aluminum can the yeah yeah like the, the star print yeah. which is oh man that's so cool yeah that's cool love that i'm that's guessing cool. that's probably the, that's the symbol, same can they probably use for um yeah and they just put their main stand yeah, sticker, put, put yeah. the new wrap yeah. on it yeah yep yeah
2: no that's cool i like that num 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 Super good,
0: yeah. Definitely a good summer IPA. Six and a half percent. You know, can't complain there.
2: No. Yeah.
1: Get down to business. Yeah.
0: The Sunray. So we'll uh, we'll continue enjoying the Sunray, and then uh, we'll have the Vega uh, IPA, which is the experimental series that they've done. We featured the I think it was Vegas number six. They're doing it by by number. Um, Again, that was what would have been our March episode. We just shared it on uh, the Instagram with a photo shout out. But this is Vega number seven next up, so that'll be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. So what has been going on
2: with everybody around? Let's just do a round the table. Round table. Round table. What's been going on, Nathan? Um, Getting back to work. That's good. Yeah.
1: I had a fun little trip to the ER this week, which <laughs> was actually coincidentally a little space-themed. Um, Uh, Tuesday morning woke up. My daughter's carrying a snow globe and, and she went back. We didn't even go down for our um, coffee or anything yet. Uh, she's carrying it back into her room, trips over a blanket or something, drops the snow globe and she's freaking out because it broke and there's water everywhere and glitter everywhere, but there was also a big gash in her chin and, uh, so, immediately run her to the bathroom, like, trying to check out the wound. And she's still freaking out because she just broke her snow globe. She didn't even know she had been cut. And she's she got a nice little uh, gash kind of between her lip and her chin. And knew right away it was going to need stitches. So, I'm thinking to myself, there's no need to go to, like, the children's hospital for this. This is, like, you just need a couple stitches. We'll be back home by 9 o'clock. And we went to like the, the local hospital that's a little bit close to our house they weren't entirely equipped for a three year old. And so they needed to like sedate her because it's on her face. I mean, if it had been arm or leg or whatever, we could have like held her, you know, comforted her while they numbed it up and stitched it up. But because it's on her face, they want to make sure that it's done well. So she gets on ketamine after a long time, but they, they did a couple different courses of therapy at, of ketamine, and uh, she thought she was on a spaceship. <laughs> she's talking to my wife, telling her, like, we're on a rocket going to the moon, and she's talking about how the bottom part fell away because she watched the launch with her grandparents. Um, so, she, you know, she was in in space mode. She's talking about how the they were on a rocket going to the moon, and... and she thought the, the ER room was the rocket, and she's like, don't be scared, Mom. I'll, I'll protect you. We're just going to go to the moon. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was my Tuesday. That was seven hours in the ER, or six hours, whatever.
0: That sounded like a long, long day. Yeah, it was rough. Hey, man.
1: It was rough. But she's doing well. so.
0: Yeah, that would have been like just
2: watching. You sent the video, and just watching the video, you're almost kind of like, you feel bad for her just because she has no idea what's going on. She's never yeah. experienced that sensation, you know, where you, you don't really, you know, and she doesn't understand it at all either. So yeah. it, was, it was like, oh uh, man, I mean, that's kind of funny. It, yeah, like it on was a like, but. it was like heartbreaking
1: on one hand and scary because you're looking at your daughter and she's in a different dimension. But she, she spent like 10 minutes just looking at her hands. Like and then she, she told my wife, uh, that she had green hair and she kept asking her why she had so many eyes and, <laughs> and she thought, she thought she was a lion at one point.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, she was on it was a trip. Yeah. yeah. She was definitely in orbit. Yeah. It was Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, man. So that, yeah, that, that happened this week. And then outside of that, I know, just kind of chilling, yep. not, not chilling. a lot going on working a little bit and getting back into the groove. How about you guys?
0: Yeah, I've been back in in the office now. So as of, what was it? Maybe Monday of last week in Michigan, the stay at home order was lifted and they've done a lot of really great things as far as making it feel safe. There was some anxiety going back on Monday for sure. And even throughout the week, it was, I took a half day on Friday just because it was it was a long week in the fact that it was, you're transitioning back into the office, of course, but also with everything going on with the COVID situation, I just was like, oh, I'll just take a half day and kind of get get into the weekend a little early. But they've got the hand sanitizer stations and you're wearing a mask if you're anywhere but your workstation and the workstation, we kind of work in a pseudo cubicle type setup um, where my desk is now surrounded by plexiglass. So I've got my own bubble, um, which is, you know, reassuring when you're, when you're there, you you do feel comfortable taking your mask off. But overall the, the structure that the infrastructure that they built as far as transitioning back in is good. They do a temporal scanner every morning. So it's a little odd. You walk in the HR, (laughs) HR directors there, she's like, good morning, Matt. And then she just points this gun thing at like your forehead. (laughs) Like, this is so weird, but, um, but it does a good job of, of, uh, you know, getting your temp. And so, and actually one of the things that our CEO has kind of and this is a really, really good idea. I wish I somehow in, in some way could have gotten in on the ground floor of this type of business model, but we are now selling, um, cause our business is mostly providing it services and copiers and things like that. So office equipment and one piece of office equipment now that will become pretty normal, uh, with the way that the new normal will look is it's like a, um, autonomous body temp scanner thing, like a kiosk. Mm-hmm. So you put it at maybe your, um, your turnstile and, your, and you're like right when you walk through the door mm-hmm. it's got like a a screen um, and a little scanner so as an employee you would just walk up to it you stand there for a second it like scans your face or your scans your temp on your forehead and lets you know if you can enter and so we're actually selling those now as a part of our business but hmm. I'm thinking like that is Ching a good idea Ching. yeah because yeah. you figure every company is going to want to have that that way you yeah, don't have to station you don't have to station your HR director down there with this temporal st- scanner thing you can just yeah. it's all autonomous and then I'm thinking too like for me what was like really struck me as a good business idea would be that for what will become the new normal for uh, baseball stadiums oh yeah concert arenas like oh, have yeah. those at everything you know yeah. you just walk up to it scans your face and you walk through uh, gets your temp and if it's you know over a certain amount then shit just... scan
1: your face and your ticket at the same time and you're not wasting any time
0: exactly there you go so so hold that... your ticket up here my idea I'm claiming it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been kind of cool to see. It's one of those things where, of course, there's so many cons to the COVID situation. A lot of people have died. It's been a, a, a very challenging time for everyone worldwide. But but it also offers a time, you know, many of us working from home, kind of reflecting and... Um, and of course, in this scenario with these scanners, offers a new business idea. So, yeah. so kind of kind of cool. So it's it was a, a weird week transitioning back, but but good. Lots mm-hmm. of new. I mean,
2: you know, there's a lot of bad that's come out of it, but I think overall, a lot of good will come out of it just because of the you know people will be extra careful with you know sanitizing, yeah. which is good because I think sometimes that gets overlooked. Um, and then also, like you just said, I mean, the new business ideas that have come out of this, we have, I have a friend I used to work for that, uh, has a small business and he, he basically just, you know, manufactures really whatever it is his customers need, uh, just by, basically by CNC machining and all that kind of stuff. And he ended up making uh, a bunch of these face masks are not really like a face shield a shield. Yeah. Um, yeah. so like things like that, you know, like he never probably would have thought uh, a year ago that he'd. Make those, and I'm sure he's know. probably
0: been in pretty good business for like plexiglass too. Oh yeah, extremely. We, yeah. we brought it was like a third party company. Like I don't know, maybe it was was this company, but um, like between my desk and the and the uh, coworker that sits next to me, we have like a five foot like plexiglass thing. Yeah. And I know like with all the casinos opening up soon, even it was it, I saw a photo at like a uh, craps table, and you know typically a craps table you're like sitting around or even like a Texas hold'em table, you're sitting very near people, and they're, that's still going to s- stay the same, but there's, like, plexiglass, like yeah. almost yeah. like an orange slice, you know, with the, yeah, and, and it,
1: yeah. That's it's cool to see, like, how, yeah. how companies have evolved and, like, adapted to it. Like Gary that made our kit, mm-hmm. uh, V13, he shut down one of his production lines strictly to make masks and is, I mean, hundreds of thousands of masks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to him that, I mean, yeah. and good kudos quality. to him too. Yeah. That's like to, to be able to do that, to have like, um, a progressive of enough, like, uh, mind in business to say, you know, I want to, I want to shift some things around, um, kind of put some innovation into what I typically make. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it's good for his business, but also good for the betterment of the society. So, right. Yeah. Devo. Oh, well, let me see here. Um, you got a new
2: bathroom door. New, Two new bathroom doors uh, with a, the help of uh, Race Chaser Dad um, and his knowledge of uh, fitting and hanging pre-hung doors. Uh, we got the old ones out, which is good. Cut them up with a saw. And uh, so finally got some door handles on my, my bathroom door for any guests that uh, come in. There's no longer uh, just a hole in the door, um, which is very good um let's see what else uh, constantly striving to improve the pub yeah well you know it it it's uh right when i moved in you know it was a little uh little grungy so yeah. it, it's just a you know i've been here a couple of years now and it'll be um it'll it'll be a couple more years probably i like touching it up just to get to a, a state where it's like okay this is yeah. you know not janky so but anyhow uh, i've been working from home um, probably will be for the f- foreseeable future at this point but uh um bought a uh, bought a little reel mower so i'm uh, i'm able to cut my uh rear my patio um nice and even now so for uh all the guests on the uh, the pub patio yeah the so, the uh the deck section of the pub launch 39 a, yeah went for went for a little trip to Lowe's you know went uh, went to Lowe's and you know sniffed some paint and that kind of stuff <laughs> but so i mean that's i mean that's really it bike rides and you know warm we weather. weather yeah not we do have the end is in sight when we can officially
1: use the eclipse on tap kit uh what is it July 8th we're supposed to be back
2: at, yep. at our local at, at race gra- scene yep. yeah when and, the
0: Wednesday night race series yep. resumes uh July 8th. so so David and I were talking about the other day it's kind of like normally it would go first week first Wednesday in May through the last Wednesday in August Now it's gonna go first Wednesday in July. So it'll be essentially just cut in half, really. I mean, I think it's like a seventeen week series and now it'll be like eight or something. So really looking forward to to that. That's something that I know every week. Yeah, everyone's missed that. So that'll be nice. Um and then and then with the the state continuing to improve, which is, you know, obviously such a good sign from a health perspective, but from just uh um, a social perspective too. a lot of the, the places that we love partners of our, like b- broadly, for example, opening up soon for actual yeah, they're dining open, service, the 16th, 16th. Yeah. yeah. And I saw even, um, like a couple other breweries around the state, um, Oddside ales and grand Haven. They're opening on Monday, like, okay. like two days from now. So, yeah. so kind of, kind of cool. So, uh, you know, in, in stride, you know, I think everyone's cautious and, and that's good to know that everyone's kind of taking it in stride and, um, Kind of thinking through everything very thoroughly, but but as as things continue to improve, that will be nice to get a beer on draft. Yeah, I yeah. I
1: cannot for one, I cannot wait to get over to Broadleaf or Vivant, just get just a draft beer,
2: park up
0: at the uh, the <laughs> burger right fries, at the bar, and just, yeah. The nice thing about Broadleaf too, from and and this is something we've spoken on before, but from a perspective of coming back after such a strange time, they're really uh, poised for. I would say in my mind, a a fairly easy transition just because Broadleaf has such a large space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if, um,
1: yeah, like social distancing there is, it's easy. Yeah, exactly.
0: So even if, even if the, um, I think it's 50% capacity is what they're allowed to open up at because their building is so big. Yeah. The city of Kentwood, I believe has given them a fairly generous capacity rating. So, so for them, it's like, it's it's easy to spread out there, um, yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm very much looking forward to riding my riding up to there in the kit, showing the kit to to our friend Ward uh, and Jared, who we had on the podcast. I know they're yeah. dying to see it in person. So yeah, that some of some of those types of things are are really promising. So yeah,
2: it will
1: be open too. Yeah,
2: yep. that and uh, you know you can go yeah patio or if you uh, want a little a uh, little private gathering, go up to the container. Yeah. Yeah, we recorded, you know, that kind of thing. But it'll exactly. be, it'll, it'll be like a breath of fresh air finally to be able to go sit. And uh, you, I guess like normally, you know, like I don't really take it for granted being able to go out and do that kind of stuff. But after a couple of months of not being able to do that, you definitely, it's, it's, it gets, it's rough. You you miss yeah. it like big time. You definitely time, miss it.
0: The, the, that social side of just being able to go up and interact with a with you know the brewers or the bartenders um, they're friends of ours people that we you know have seen throughout this time via like the curbside and things like that but but it's just a different a different feeling so yeah. looking forward to that and and I know when we I think you mentioned somebody said launch pad out here and it uh, uh, made me think of something that we definitely should bring up and which is the the rocket launches we got to witness from your buddy oh yeah yeah, yeah. that was
1: so cool. A uh, buddy of ours that we ride bikes with, Seth McDonald. Um, he's a, a- uh, aeronautics engineer, I believe, for GE. GE yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but he he messaged so he's pretty me. Pretty smart, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smarter than the three of us. Yeah. Um, he messaged me a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, so during this whole layoff, my son and I have been um, kind of getting into model rocket building and this and that, and I guess he had done it." before but you know his son's at the age now where he he can help build model rockets and stuff Mm -hmm. so we went up to local college that's got some baseball fields open area he's we met him there on a saturday morning or whatever and he had we we actually should upload that video that he sent us Mm -hmm. because he had one large rocket that was probably i don't know two and a half feet tall then mm-hmm, put yeah. a little like spy camera in mm-hmm. and it, it didn't get as high as the smaller ones just due to its weight. But, um, did provide some cool footage of like over the university and yeah, that, w- that was cool. Um, gosh, we probably launched what eight, nine rockets. That yeah,
0: day? probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah one of the, the things that I thought was so cool was, was the interaction that, that, you know, his son had in the, it wasn't like, I think back to like being in, Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts or whatever. When you go to the Pinewood Derby, and my car is like pretty janky because my my dad helped me with it, but you know I did it right. Yeah. Where it, and then you have like some people that you're competing against where it's like yeah the dad is like an engineer for for GM and he just like yeah, yeah. built this like pickup truck Pinewood <laughs> Derby and and that's not the case with this. Like he his son was so involved. His son's probably what like seven maybe six or seven yeah somewhere somewhere in, that in there. Range, I seven, bet he's probably eight yeah. yeah. He he was the one that was like legit launching off like pressing the press and the igniter so it was cool to see that and um kind of brought me back to you know being able you know being a kid and doing that sort of thing um yeah
1: one of the little ones went like 15 1600 feet yeah that was a little dart you you lost sight of it for a while and then it was like you saw the chute come out and then that one and it was
0: like it just screamed off the little pad man that thing was that was that was the coolest one yeah it got me
1: excited to to do that with my kids yeah and even us like we and started it, yeah. talking about 4th of July, what fireworks are going to get? Yeah, because
0: yeah. it's when so, like, up? inherently, the. I mean, the rockets that he's launching, just to kind of put it in perspective for for those that are wondering, I mean, like, of course, yeah, there's some technical aspects involved in, in his um, aeronautical engineering experiences, you know, paramount, I'm sure, in helping build some of those. But the reality of it is, like, they're, they're relatively simple. And you, you buy the engines, the little um, Estes-style rocket engines from a hobby shop, and, you know, shove them in the, in the base of the rocket and, and light them up. So yeah. so it's something that I think if, if you're a listener and you have young kids, that's a great way to introduce your your kid into space. Especially now, space. you yeah. just yeah. saw a, a live launch with yeah. humans on it. And that, that can time. be a stepping stone maybe when that, when his son is you know, 10 or whatever, gets his first telescope and, and just the stages of like interest yeah. in space. And we've talked about it before how important that is even if you're someone that's not in the space industry, you're not an aeronautical engineer, you're, you know, whatever. It doesn't necessarily matter if you're some, and if you're an individual though, because ultimately when it comes to NASA and things, it's a government run organization. So without public support, it's, um, you know, it's not going to achieve what it needs to, what it truly needs to. So, so getting kids involved is, is so important. Um, that was that was a good day. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. enjoy that he, a lot. Fun.
2: That kid will have a he'll own a telescope at some point. Just you can just tell. I mean, if you're into that, that at that early of an age, it reminds me of when I uh, was uh, racing radio control cars back in the day. Uh, you know my little uh, TC3 touring car. You know, dad was was with me, and he'd always uh, help me set it up, and then I'd go race it. And just this seeing, you know, them doing that kind of remind me of yeah. me and dad doing the the mm-hmm. car racing. I used to be a uh, car racer back in the days. So
0: yeah. There you go. And speaking of your dad too, he has an Estes style rocket that that is actually a, a bit. It's like a. I would say you know you can kind of rank those rockets maybe by by age, like a like like a Lego. You know, you'd say yeah. this one's for ages five to ten or something and then there's like 11 to 17 your dad has one that's definitely in one of those more advanced stages and it is a saturn five model rocket yeah it's about four feet tall yep we need to get that thing lit
2: we gotta get that thing built i mean yeah built it's of, um is it a multi-stage one yep yep because
1: the the yellow one the the large like two and a half foot one hmm. seth at one point we tried doing a two stage and it didn't, just didn't dislodge from the yeah hmm.
0: The the Saturn V, I think it's. Um, so what's interesting is the the one you're referencing with the camera on it that Seth had, I think it had one uh, one larger um, rocket uh, engine in, yep. in, in that he put in. The Saturn V has uses four, <laughs> 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 so it has four in conjunction. And then the second stage I think just has one. But um, but yeah, that, it's it's legitimately four feet tall when you build it. And, well, yeah, if you go on YouTube, I can't believe he hasn't yeah. launched that yet. No, I mean he was gonna
2: start building it when he had his hip done and yeah. then i think that just kind of yeah. by the wayside but there are some if you go on youtube there are some crazy saturn 5 rockets that people make that are like legitimate yeah. and they like built the actual like launch pad and everything and the tower is there like everything's like you know yeah. just it's like to scale i mean it's not like a full scale obviously full scale but it's but like, they're like 10 a small yeah, yeah they're like yeah. 10 yeah i mean i it's just insane some of the stuff that people come up with Yep. Like, if you go on, you search (laughs) YouTube for that. It's pretty, pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of uh, is, of course, in conjunction with like the general hobbyist kind of community, I guess. And and that it kind of got me when I was looking at videos of of these types of rockets launching. And you know, you can get the cameras for it, of course. I even, it's just wild. Like the steps that you can take. There, there was one. It was uh, actually a Guinness World Record holder. And it's just a wing. It's like a carbon fiber wing. It's like a giant, it looks like a giant triangle kind of. Mm-hmm. And it has an actual jet engine on the back of it. And the thing, like, so he, he it, it's so simplistic looking, but he fires up the jet. It sounds like a jet would, you know, air intake and everything pushing uh, it. It's intense. <laughs> How big and was it? It's probably $40,000. I, I would say <laughs> as wide as this table. Really? Yeah. And. And so maybe three, four, five feet wide and he launches it and it's kind of cruising around this, you're like, Oh, this is cool. But then he like presses the throttle and it's, it, it broke the sound barrier (laughs) and he's like, he's out in the field. Like, like what we were at at Calvin college, like he's just at like a soccer field and this thing's like, like just zooming across the sky and it just, it's cool to see people get so, so into it, of course, but you can start at the entry level, like what we saw with Seth and his son and really bring it to the next step all the way through. Yeah. The Saturn V, I know your dad was trying to build we we're like with Seth the launch pad is really just like a plastic tripod with like a wire. Yeah. And so the rocket has a little sleeve that you put over the wire and that kind of keeps it straight. With the Saturn V, I think you are required to build your own. So you you could theoretically do it with just like a a, a wider diameter rod mm-hmm. but i know he he was more interested i think he actually had the guys at the shop like building like a gantry mm-hmm. like it yeah. i think that when when we do launch this saturn 5 rocket we should go all out and like we got to put a like
1: a camera on it a
0: camera for sure and yeah. like even if the actual gantry like the the substantial part that keeps it going straight up is is just like a metal rod we should like out of like balsa wood or something build and paint uh, like the orange color gantry. Like yeah. make oh, it yeah. look legit, yeah. you know, like we um, gotta we gotta put little guys in there too. Yeah, oh yeah. G. I Joes. Yeah, that that Darth that, Vader. that's a summer project <laughs> for Darth <sure>. Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely something that we need to
2: uh that we need to do. Yeah. That'd be uh be a lot of fun to do that. Uh, hopefully we can do that maybe I don't know. We could even Fourth do Fourth of it. July. Could, oh no, I'll be gone. I mean there's Fourth. time if we we uh put our minds to it we could get him uh, to set up a card
0: table we all you know go down the the uh, e rook pub and mm-hmm. deal do a building a session yep do yeah. A, yeah do a podcast there and kind of brainstorm the yep. the build um that would be cool to just kind of follow uh you know have the podcast follow the progression of of that yeah um and I think he has another one, too, um, that he was hoping to launch first as a bit of a test. I think it's a Gemini one. Yeah, it's a Gemini one. Um, it's a bit shorter, and I think it uses just two engines, but it's still, you know, big, like yeah. a substantial step up from from the entry-level one. So, yeah, So yeah, the future is bright with yeah. uh, Rocket model launches. But that kind of opened my eyes to that. I remember doing a few, like, uh, Estes brand ones that you buy at Target or whatever with yeah. my dad at, like, a baseball diamond when I was a kid. But, um, the, the neat thing about the ones that Seth and his son were doing is that you actually build it. You know, you're gluing the fins yeah. on you're it's a little yeah. bit more, um, hands on. I want like to
2: Yeah. Almost like a model you kind of
0: have to yeah. put yeah. together from yeah.
2: scratch. That's what, that's, I think that's what the, uh, race chasers is the, you know, Saturn five, you actually have to, you have to put you it know, together, yeah. basically build the thing. I mean, it comes with every, the instructions obviously, but yeah, I mean, it's. Your it's your, your own little baby. Yep, send it up in the into space.
0: But I think it's it's about the same size, if not maybe just a little bit bigger than your Lego. Yeah, but it's like the same general look of that. It's it's that's, substantial. That's yeah. big. Yeah, it's and, big. And <laughs> the they the, need to call like the, <laughs> <laughs> FS yeah local air yeah airport FAA or whatever. Yeah, FAA. FAA, yeah,
2: get clearance to launch. Yeah, no um yeah, and then yeah, that's I mean we could I mean we did that with uh with the Lego. We did one night, and we knocked it all out in one night. And that was uh that was quite a few pieces too. That was yeah. like nineteen hundred pieces yeah, or it took,
0: so. It took a four or five hours, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
2: Four so or five so hours of you know, four or five <laughs> cases of beer and we got it. We knocked it out, you know, we, we were troopers. We yeah. did it.
0: We sure did. But speaking of beer, on to the next one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vega.
2: So we
1: in front of us we have Vega IPA series. I'm told this is number seven. Yeah. By Matt. <laughs> Take his word for it. <laughs> but it's it uh on the can here it says experimental IPA series vega ipa is an experimental hop playground for our curious and creative brew yeah for our curious and creative brewers to continuously source new and unique hops exploring the boundaries of the IPA style results the result is a fresh and distinctly different IPA with each new release hmm and sounds good it says uh at the <coughs> bottom here it says the batch number of this Vega IPA rotation is printed on the bottom of the can. Learn more at eclipticbrewing.com/slash Vega.
0: So, can, can, can it, is it seven then? I uh, thought it was. See but... here. Uh,
1: it's kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I think it is seven. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the on five the... and a half ABV.
0: Okay. So, an experimental IPA. Can it open is that like Seven to you? Second line. Yes, Vega 7. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so um, from what I understand, this one has the same malt bill of the previous one we tried, Vega number 6, but just a completely different hop bill. So, like, the base beer is the same, and then they just hop it with completely different hops. So, Hmm. theoretically, it should taste quite a bit different. It'd be fun to line these
1: up together Yeah. to to taste them, like, sequentially.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I... I feel like I remember what... That wasn't so long ago that I feel like the the memory of Vegas 6 is... I feel like I remember what that tasted. Like, it was kind of a juicier...
2: Yeah. Tasted a little bit Ooh. juicy. Oh, that it is This is very hazy.
0: juicy. This one might be hazy, mm-hmm. hazier. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember if Vegas 6 being as hazy. But Vegas 6 was also delicious. Yeah. And I can only Vegas. expect this would be just oh, the that same. That's a good one. Thank you.
1: How's that for a pour, D-Will?
0: That is a good pour. So we've said it before, but again, cheers to you, Ecliptic. Cheers, thank you, friends. Cheers.
2: cheers, the best.
0: Ooh, I like that one. It's got a little funk right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. really good. It's you got the funk. Very definitely a hazy IPA style. Um, has that juicy orange, juicy flavor. Yeah, citrusy on the end. Really good. And named after a star vega so yeah very space themed
2: again another amazing label from ecliptic yeah i don't think they have one that's not even not amazing yeah like that i can think of that we've had yeah. i i can't even imagine that's a, a thing with them i mean the, everything is just it catches your eye i mean if i was in portland like i'd probably if i was in a store and they had like a decent selection i would just buy every single one of these from ecliptic
0: yeah it is like it is powerful what the label can do like when I, I know one one of the podcasts a while back um at the tail end of last summer when i had just gotten back from st louis when we were when julia and i visited there that's like what i was on the hunt for it was like oh, i want to see i know st louis has a craft beer scene which ones can i find that are space themed yeah. it, it, it and it that's that was my buying yeah, we're, choice. We're going to
1: send Matt to Portland with an extra suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Just no. Uh
2: You may have an overweight package because like, it that's weighs the thing.
1: 412
2: pounds. <laughs> that, that's the thing is like you, I mean, if you're in Oregon or, you know, anywhere that Ecliptic distributes to and you're, you're walking through that, you know, aisle way in whatever store you're in and you see one of these cans, just, just the eye-catching it just it pops on the shelf you it's know? like yeah every time then, um
0: every time adam um my my buddy adam in portland sees like like he'll send me photos from i don't know what the like the equivalent of meyer is out there i don't know it's like the big chain of grocery stores like every, anytime he sees ecliptic he'll send it to me because it just it does stand out you know yeah, if you're yeah. into space and
2: then uh, you get like it's even better when you crack the can yeah so it's like what you know we and uh, hell I'd, I'd probably collect these cans
0: mm-hmm it was me. Yeah, the beer is uh is just as amazing as the label. So and and <clears> beer <throat> out of a can for me is just the way to go. I don't buy bottles anymore. No. No.
1: Yeah, the cans. Can all the way. Yeah. The
0: convenience of a can, you know that there's not the the light, you know, getting into the uh beer, you know, with the bottle. I just think it and, tastes better. It's yeah, colder,
1: it's fresher, it's better. Something
0: about it. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, is it's, it's just got more easier. Flavor. More cooler friendly. You just throw it in the cooler. Yeah. yeah it's Yeah. yeah.
2: Savor the flavor in the can. Cans all the way. Yeah. Although, like, on occasion, a bottle is, is, you know, brings you back to, you know.
0: Simpler times.
2: You know, simpler, yeah. (laughs) More simplified times. Drinking my bush light. Drinking a bush.
0: That's like my, uh, uh, a, a great uncle of mine was Miller High Life only, and it had to be out of the clear bottle, as, you know, Miller High Life still, if it's in a bottle, it's clear. That's all he drank, ever. No cans. Miller High Life's in a can? He would deny it. That's just the way it was.
2: Didn't drink anything else. Didn't nope. even drink water. Don't need to. Lived to, to
0: 113. I, the only thing <laughs> Oldest I, man ever. The only thing I feel like I've seen that man eat or drink is Miller High Life and pretzels. <laughs> oh, I was going to say beef
1: jerky. <laughs>
0: <Pretzels>. <laughs> Close. Well, yeah. Beef jerky and pretzels. I bet, you, I bet you had beef jerky
2: in the car. Yeah. For, yeah. It was only at the social gatherings <laughs> old that he would <laughs> break out. the Not a sponsor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine if our kit just was like clips on tap and then old trappers jerky? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we started
1: talking about it with like Rapala and everything. I'm like, we're going to have like 16 different logos on that jersey.
0: Yeah. yeah some of the partnerships. Though, it's it going to look like a NASCAR. Oh my God. It'd be so good. Rapala would be an absolute dream. Yeah. I think
2: have. what we could do is do a a a bicycle frame wrap that we have made. Yeah, like, with all that, the logos that goes on. Yeah, all the logos, like a NASCAR, like a NASCAR. That's kind of what I'm getting at. So it'd be like a NASCAR. No one that no one does that. That's okay. Yeah. That's a, that's an idea. So that is a, that's, nobody. nick do, it. don't if do you're that?
0: listening, don't nick that idea. Is that? I wonder if that's like because of the partnerships that the proteins have with the manufacturer or something? Well, I mean, they do like, so
2: like they, you know, they'll a lot of custom paint. Well, there'll be custom paint and then they'll, they'll put, you know, like a sticker, a sponsor sticker on the frame mm-hmm. occasionally, but they're typically, I mean, I guess, I, I guess to some degree. So, you know, on the Jameis bike, we had, um, you know, Hoggins Berman on uh, they're not a sponsor, but th- we had them on there. Like it was actually painted on there. It was a, a logo that was like, clear coated on the frame yeah so i mean occasionally teams will do that but um for the most part it's just like a sticker you put on there but no one does like a full-on wrap for like a wrap or like you know like behind the front
1: wheel how they have all those like small stickers Mm -hmm. at least they used to way back in the day they still do yeah, yeah yeah do that like on your fork where it's just like one tons of to <laughs> yeah, and it would, yeah. and
0: actually now that I think about it, you, like even like a NASCAR app, like like let's just talk about you know Kevin Harvick, covered in Bush Light, right? But you still know that he drives a Ford. Like there's, it's not like the, with the bike manufacturer, you like clearly he's like it's like I, I race for a Ford racing team, but I'm Bush Light. So that would be amazing.
2: Well, and for us it doesn't matter what the bike no, it, clear yeah for manufacturer, us manufacturer is so no, not yeah. at all. We for, all drive if you, our own. If you want to sponsor, Eclipse on tap. Cycling club for Iceman this year. Yeah, we'll wrap our bikes in whatever you know. We we could do twelve of us Skittles, Snickers. If you want to come on board, (laughs) Kyle Bush Motorsports. Yeah, combos. Yeah,
1: (laughs) if you don't chew big red,
2: big red a skull. Yeah, (laughs) skull wrap. (laughs) Yeah, you can think about that, people. If you're out there, that is. You want to see some cool shit. Yeah, because it's like no one's ever done. Nobody's that. gonna win for you, but you'll look good. Well, you'll we might. Never really yeah, know. You'll probably win for us. Yeah. You're the best. get like
0: oh man, like just because the the wraps on the NASCARs, they do a new one every week. It's not like they're yeah. paint. It's just a wrap. They just uh, do the. It's like a thermal thing. Yeah, you know, they it's put like it like on. Like a shrink wrap. And, yeah, shrink wrap. Yeah. There we you go. can,
2: and you wouldn't even need to do it where it was like, um, you know, like wrapping the whole frame. You could do it where. You know, just like it was a top tube wrap that made it look like it was, you know, one paint scheme going all the way from the top tube to the seat post tube to the seat stay or chain stay or wherever. You know, yeah. you could kind of have it, whatever you could do, just a, a head, like a badge on the front of the bike and have it wrap around the front, the head tube, you know, that kind of thing. But And then we all have our own number. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> The number the- 17. And that's, <laughs> an- that's another thing, yeah. Cycling's got to catch up to this kind of stuff where it's like, that's
0: how they... Yeah, that's how yeah. you get a fan base. Come on. Yeah, yeah. like you, you, you with NASCAR or F one or what? Like, well, I don't know so much. Is F one? Do you have like an affinity with a number? Yeah.
2: As, well, now so it used to be an F one where it was dependent on how you placed in the world championship the year before, but now they have like their own numbers. So, um, you know, there's guys they're that, trying to brand it more
1: like yeah, like, like NASCAR. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt was number three. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: yeah. yeah. the affinity like in the sport of NASCAR is so strong with yeah. the number and yeah. so strong with the brand. And that's why this is definitely a tangent rabbit hole. But we've talked to bef- before with like NASCAR, just speaking on wraps. Um, there are only a few, like a num- like maybe three or four drivers that have the same main sponsor every single time. Yeah. Um, and that's those are the ones that you remember. You know? Yeah. Um, so we yeah get uh, get ourselves a nice Ecliptic Broadleaf Floyd's wrap with we we
1: have a really good color scheme going right now because mm-hmm. we got the black white and then like. Floyd's broadleaf and Ecliptic's logos all have this kind of tealish green. Yeah, it's like earth tone, like
0: yeah. uh, pastels, like uh, yeah. teal green, light blue. Yeah, kind of like all in that scheme for sure. Yeah, it's it's sharp,
2: looking good. Mm-hmm. David got a new helmet too. I did. I got a new uh new helmet. Nice. You got the same one, but it's not here yet. No. But got the. Uh, yeah, I don't want to mention the brand. They're they're not a sponsor yet, but you know, Dude, for all four people listening. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, you, we could even do. We could talk to. Uh, yeah, we could talk to. Shoot, just about anybody. They'd put a wrap on the on the bike. I mean, you could talk to Goodyear Tire. You know,
1: they don't make bike tires though.
2: Doesn't
0: matter. Pirelli does. They might. Yeah, listen, they do now. They might listen to podcasts though. Goodyear. Yeah. yeah get into the cycling game because of us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No or, reasoning. uh, yeah, I mean, you could do a, a SpaceX. I know you guys are interested too. You know, you could do like a SpaceX hey, bike, bike frame, you know? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. It is interesting why they, why they don't do that. Like it works. Yeah. It works. I ending.
2: well, I think like for a pro team to do that, a lot of them are like contracted to, you know, obviously the, the bike manufacturer, But they do, you know, on occasion, you'll see... I mean, a lot of it, like, anytime they do a special theme, um, it's because, like, the guy's the world champion or something like that. And that's actually painted on the frame, so... Or, like, Olympic champion has a gold bike or something, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the the wrap... I mean, I would think it would work. I mean, obviously, like, everybody's got a carbon fiber frame, but I don't think it'd, like, mess (laughs) up the clear coat on the carbon or, you know... It's not like it's a sheet metal like a NASCAR where you can, Mm -hmm. you know... Here's a question,
1: since you bring up the gold frame, mm-hmm. why doesn't silver and bronze, why don't they get like a silver bike and a bronze bike? It's a good question. I mean come on, there's still yeah. a podium at the Olympics. Yeah, hell yeah.
2: It's like you only celebrate first? I don't know.
0: Yeah, gold get, they get like the gold frame, gold helmet, gold yeah. oakley's, gold shoes. No well, one
2: remembers second, third, fourth. Uh I guess it's a not.
0: sensitive topic, Dave
2: Yeah. Well me too. <laughs> it's a sensitive topic for yeah. me. But, yeah, I mean, that, that'd that be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can do that. Like, we do that with the kits and, like, the merchandise that we were talking about doing, you know. Sure. But, you know, we can add some some of them onto the shirts or whatever we want to do. But that would be a good idea.
1: You know, <clears throat> I haven't really been competitively riding much in the last year, probably two years, since, since I did Masters Nats. But I I was thinking to myself, riding out in the Eclipse on Tap kit this week, I was like, you know, it would be badass is if one of us won a world or a, a not a world cha- a world championship would be sweet, but <laughs> a national championship. I think I time has and passed. we could make we could make a national champions kit for Eclipse on. Tap. Oh my tap. god, that'd
0: be yeah. crazy cool. That would be awesome.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, what what if you did? We need to like get on the track or so. Here here's what we should do this is actually what we should do so bear with me here so grattan if you win one night at grattan folks those of you who don't know what grattan is it's probably because you don't live in michigan or grand rapids area but it if likelihood if you do live here and you're a cyclist you know what grattan is so the weekly racing series that we do you wear the orange jersey
1: in memory of bryce
2: yes what if we did a clips on tap orange jersey that way we still have the sponsors showing mm. and do it like uh it's, so we each make one for ourselves we, we, we each have one made just for each of us you know so we obviously don't have to share it and so if you win one night of grattan the next week you get to wear that one and we'll have it the exact same as what they have you know we'll have gary make it exactly the same only with our sponsors on it what do you think that'd be i, that'd be cool. I mean i'd i'd pitch in for that
0: Oh yeah that'd be kind of cool we should do that could do like nasa test flight uh test flight suit you know they're, they're orange yes well, well no uh, we'll just make it a long sleeve skin suit <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so if you win if you win the week before then you show up the next week with a long sleeve skin suit in orange oh, in honor in honor awesome. of uh yeah it's uh in honor of the leader's jersey at grattan and then the orange is for rice and you could have we could still have the sponsors on there it gotta be Got to be sponsored correct at all times. Yeah, it's just yeah. like like at the
1: tour where you, they slap the, uh, you know, they like what do they shrink wrap your sponsor logo on mm-hmm. the jersey they give you on the podium.
0: You know, you know it yeah. would be hilarious. I mean, this is impractical, what would be so funny, and it would it would be it honestly would be like piss people off. Is you know if you're if you're in yellow at the tour, you've got your yellow Oakleys and your yellow helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your like orange, helmet. orange helmet orange, <laughs> orange, <laughs> orange shoes <laughs> orange
1: or,
2: like no so the the oh the best team wears the yeah that, the orange so helmet. what if we got orange oh, helmets we all, <laughs> <laughs> we all wore them too so the, be, oh like the, the, the 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 highest placed team at the tour they all have yellow helmets even right. if you're not even if one of your guys isn't leading the race you still yeah. wear the yellow helmet yeah yeah what if we did oh that we oh, orange helmets, helmets.
1: Oh my God! Everyone
0: this is would be like, be "So much fun!" Oh, We're gonna spend
2: a fortune, but it's gonna be so <laughs> much fun.
0: <laughs> Only break out the orange helmet when someone's. But it will we'll get like orange league. arrow
2: helmets or something like orange that. Orange
0: socks. There you go. There we go. Deck it out. Everyone's orange be, gloves. We'll just yeah. like do orange bar wrap. <laughs> and if yeah, it, well, if somebody wins the season, if somebody
2: wins the season, then we'll parade around with orange bar wrap and all that. We gotta orange, get in orange shape saddles, then, and none of us are in shape to do that. No, no, but. It'd be it'd be hilarious if we did that just as a oh my god that's all we that got is, that's I mean, brilliant that's I love all it.
1: that's all we
0: got
2: right now I mean that's our thing is is it's that Gratton, that's yeah. our weekly thing I mean that's that's kind of how the the eclipse on tap club kind of started really I mean from from a cycling standpoint from a cycling yeah. standpoint yeah um you know us meeting up with all of our buddies at uh, at Grattan and we've been going there for you know, twenty years yeah I mean seventeen or so yeah but it's uh you know that'd be kind of fun to do something like that
0: it'd be yeah. hilarious people would be like oh my are you Lord, serious this is gonna be so cool <laughs> if we, yeah
1: i mean even if we just like got orange socks and gloves or something yeah something yeah and I maybe mean, we don't have to get like helmets but like something where it was like our team was leading the classification so we all wore orange <laughs> <laughs> that would be so badass <laughs>
2: <laughs> we could just get orange electrical tape for our helmets and then yeah, do Yeah, just do like, like accents. accents, accents on yeah. your bikes and your helmets
0: yeah. and whatever. Yep. There you go. That's an idea right there. Mm. I'm sure
2: everybody listening knows exactly it's what we're talking about. It's captivating podcasting yeah. right now. Yeah. But, you know, you got to brainstorm. Our, yeah. It's the little things that excite you in life like that, you know? Yep. Yeah. You don't, you know, you, everyday life gets a little bit bland, so you got to spice it up. And the next eclipse is still
1: what, two years away? Four years away? Four years. Four years, yep. In yeah. the U.S. Yeah.
2: So, next one that we get to see is four years from now, but it'll be, I can't wait to get everybody <laughs> out for that
1: one. We got a lot of podcasting to cover before we get there.
0: Yeah, we'll be on, what if we do a monthly episode? It's going to be, a, yeah, episode. 48. Well.
1: Or 48 from now, so. Yeah, 48, 48 from 80 now. 80. 80 from, yeah,
0: yeah. That's going to be
2: cool. Yeah. And in podcast years, that's not many, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we only do it once a month for now, but you never yeah. know; might be a daily, a nightly thing. We <laughs> end up doing
0: <laughs> daily podcast episode
2: yeah. one thousand six hundred twelve. We'll be on the. Uh, the I've
0: got an
1: idea for our next pod. Uh, don't don't ruin it right now. Oh, all right.
0: I'll hold off. Just whisper it. it's a teaser. They
2: won't hear. They won't hear. You do well. Do you need to write it down so you don't forget? No. Okay. I got it. It's locked in. Okay.
0: All right. Well. but But yeah i mean in conclusion what a great month for space Mm -hmm. as far as well i guess it was on a worldwide level on our level with our little rocketeering yeah what a great time i got because i guess technically it was in may but either way what a great season for space
1: we should make a a homemade rocket rocketeer oh yeah we could yeah (laughs) because you just put like the two you know how he has the jetpack with the two Yeah, cylinders. just put two you little put engines two in there. Yeah. yeah, there you go.
2: Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring <laughs> me back to up. my childhood.
1: There you go. So for the next episode, we're probably going to talk a lot about uh, rocketeering and pyro mechanics. Well, what we'll
2: do, <laughs> so, I mean, the last couple of years. Because we'll be 4th of July. Yeah, uh, yeah. The last couple of years on 4th of July, we've, we've semi-turned into pyromaniacs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Blowing stuff up, G.I. Joe's, that kind of thing, you know, like you know, like any thirty-year-old uh, would do. Yeah, spend
1: um, a few hundred dollars at the fireworks yeah. store.
2: So we'll have definitely something like that to talk about. We we'll probably we should do we'll do more video. I think we did a video. Yeah, we did a uh, slow mo yeah, video. A slow mo video, video yeah. of the the rockets launching. Yep. Because uh, we timed it up with Apollo thirteen. Yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah, that was, that was good. Um, so we'll
0: have we'll have that to talk about too. Do a little uh, this, that, the other. You know, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, updates as far as the the merch as well. Um, we will. We've got it on paper, so so the step the steps are being taken to to make it a reality. And uh, hopefully, we'll have some info for you soon as to you know maybe where you can get a hat, like, t shirt, sweatshirt, whatever it yeah. may be. Uh, I can't wait for that. Um, again, just for the, I think that's like anything you know, w- that you're passionate about if you're doing it because you think it's cool, then, then that's all that really matters. And then hopefully other people think it's cool too. But if they don't, that doesn't really matter at that point yeah. because it's, you're having fun with it. So the people so, that matter will follow. Exactly. You build it, they'll come. That's right. So, so we, we've got a lot, um, a lot coming. It seems like every month, every episode we're, 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 you know, one step closer to we're, we just continue to evolve. Um, what we're doing with this so it's it's been a lot of fun yeah and it will continue to to be fun we haven't done a uh a good a good
2: uh interview in a while i mean i know we talked to race chaser um but we uh we should get somebody lined up yep. get somebody i read. think if
1: we do uh rocket launches we have rob come out yeah plus we mm-hmm. need to do a, a telescope night with him yeah, yeah we
0: could do a do. telescope night with rob yeah to do that yeah, because with his, Rob Mendeering, with his photography skills uh, compared with a telescope will be uh, pretty cool. I think. Yeah. The results will be awesome as far as, because even if you're, I recall this from the eclipse, even using a little point and shoot, um, the lighting is, diffi- or the settings on the camera are, are difficult to achieve. You know, you, right. I remember having to do some research and learn about the, the ISO settings and the aperture and all, all these things that I'm, naive with with cameras like he he'll, he'll know that already right and so i think he'll be able to produce some really really cool fo- photos of the moon or whatever we're looking at yeah but it'll be real good the vega is is about empty so it is Yep.
2: it is unfortunately that was very good goes down thanks again ecliptic real good Yep. thank yep. you ecliptic thank you floyds yep thanks floyds
0: you guys are awesome we'll see you soon broadleaf yeah broadleaf will be back uh, i mean Honestly, I think the day they open, I'm going to go up there and give myself a draft and and, uh, a burger and a burger and whatever else they're serving from their delicious kitchen. Mm -hmm. So, um, just give me a keg. Just hook me up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, good times uh, ahead. I think for, we'll be back with you in July with hopefully, hopefully some good updates on some of the things we're working on. Um, but for, for the time being, you can follow us at eclipse on tap on Instagram and Twitter. And you can visit us on our website, EclipseOnTap.Space. Uh, right now, the the website is kind of just the home base for some of the things that we do. There's an about section. There's a section about some of the interviews that we've done. But we're planning to add another section when we um, have hats and sweatshirts and stuff available for people to to utilize that as a um, you know a purchasing s- spot. Um, and also maybe something about the kit too. Maybe we'll build a little link in there yeah. about the kit. Yep. Do a little photo shoot uh, with with the kit, show it off a bit. So, so yeah, eclipseontap.space. Uh, and then if you if you're someone that doesn't use social media, you can always email us your photos from your telescope or whatever you're doing. Um, uh, you know, if you if you're in another another country that has an eclipse, we'd love to see photos and things like that. And our email is at gmail.com. Shoot yep. us an email or a story or anything. We'll mention it. Tag us in it on uh, if you are on social media. Tag us in it if yep. you post something. You yep. know. Yeah. Give us a shout out. We'll we'll happily mention it on uh, on the next episode, for sure. So with that said, uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in for episode thirty three. We'll be back with you in the month of July, for episode thirty four. Take care now. Cheers. See you later.